0: Welcome to the Wake Up Call podcast. I'm your host, Alicia Hopkins, life coach, recovering perfectionist, crazy animal lover, and your go-to friend for all things wellness. If you're the type of woman who constantly feels burned out, overwhelmed, and like you have zero time for yourself, then this is the show for you. I'll show you that it is completely possible to live a life you look forward to every single day by learning simple, actionable steps to start putting yourself first. Burnout and overwhelm are not welcome here, but a little bit of crazy sure is. So if you're ready for your wake up call with a girl who's not afraid to drop an F-bomb every now and then, let's dive in. Hey guys, and welcome back. What'd you think of the new intro, right? A little bit of a glow up for the wake up call podcast. If you haven't been listening to the show for very long, you may not have noticed. But if you have been listening to the intro, the little trailer is a little bit different. Now have a little bit of a refresh, things are going to look a little bit different. And I'm really excited for some of the changes. So welcome back. I am so glad you're here. And I'm excited to talk about this topic today, right? Has to do with Not being able to relax might show up as like you have a really hard time just chilling the F out, right? So it got me thinking several months back, I was in a therapy session and the psychologist, she was great. She makes a lot of valid points and we were at a part of the conversation and she said, you know, respectfully, she said, you strike me as someone who has a hard time relaxing. You seem wound a bit tight. And I sat with it and I'm like, what do you mean wound tight? Like, I, I got my shit together. I'm not wound tight. I like, I'm-, I'm good. I know how to take care of myself. I know how to, you know, take my calm, soothing breaths. I know, like, I- I'm recovering from anxiety. I know what's going on. I know how to be calm. And even in that, right? Like, listen to the thoughts that popped up. What part of that was relaxed? So, right, I hear it. And then I thought, you know, there's a lot of truth to that statement. I am wound tight, right? And it's wild, because I have done a ton of work. And I know what it feels like in my body when I am wound tight, like when I've gotten amped up, and I know the things to do to calm myself, right. And I've made a lot of progress. Yet there's still a part of me that my mind is always busy. I'm always thinking of things to do, right it's like I can be doing something that's totally relaxing and it can get hijacked by just pinging thoughts and if you're not careful what you find that you do is that you begin actioning those thoughts right so you can be setting out doing something that was you know your intended time for relaxation and before you know it You've been in three rooms of your house, you've made a to-do list, you practically have your keys in the car to jump in to go run to the grocery store, Target, you name it, right? I know I'm not alone in this. I know we got a lot of type A overachievers out there. So I'm talking to my people, I know. So this past weekend, I set out to have my mornings to be relaxed. Now let me give a little bit of a backstory. I'm a huge morning person, even on the weekends, I literally still get up at like 6.30, just kind of naturally. One of the things about the mornings and why I don't mind waking up that early is, to me it represents kind of solitude, calm, it's when I'm the most creative or get my inspiration, like the mornings are just my jam. But what I can find is, even if I'm doing things that I love, right, it still puts my mind in a state of being busy. I don't know if you listened to the last episode when I talked about, you know, you can still burn out when you're doing things you love, because it's still ultimately energy, it's engagement of your mind, like how busy is it? So little of our time do we allow for our brain to just stop, right? Just to be present and relax. So this weekend, I thought, you know what, I am going to challenge myself to not be a busy bee. I you know thought about in the morning when i woke up i recently had started a new book it's a fiction book and the reason i point that out is i am a total geek when it comes to psychology personal development like it's just what i love so a lot of times that ends up being the the material i read right and it's very stimulating i'm thinking i'm processing i'm 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 you know, already mapping out the ways I can action it in my life or what I want to bring to you know, coaching clients. So I set a goal that no nonfiction, I'm going to read a fiction book. So I'm trying to alternate. So it was Saturday morning, I woke up early, it was still kind of calm, this Saturday morning was even more special because my husband was going to be golfing and when he leaves to go golfing, he leaves, I don't know, maybe like 7.45 and he's gone. Like I have the whole morning, the house, everything to myself. So I thought, okay, this is going to be a dreamy Saturday morning. So I got up, I got a cup of coffee, I you know stayed in my pajamas, I snuggled up on the couch, I got my favorite blanket, you know, it was just awesome. So I'm reading my book, I'm loving it. I'm just allowing myself to be caught up in the storyline. You know, it's pretty chill. So I probably have a good 20, 30 minutes where I was at ease. I was very present in the activity I was doing. And then as I started to notice the time go on in the morning, it's like I had this itch like, okay, what are you going to do today? What do we need to do? What do we need to accomplish? oh, you gotta go to the grocery store. Okay, well, you need to pick up, you know, some more cat litter this week at Target and you need to get, oh, you have a bunch of laundry to do. You have some guests coming into town and didn't you wanna get new guest sheets for the bedroom? And oh my gosh, we need to take the the bedspread to the dry cleaner, right? This was all in my relaxing morning. All of these thoughts started popping up. So much so that literally as the book is open in my little hands, I felt the urge, like the physical sensation to get up, to go to, I keep a little notepad on my counter where I jot things down when I don't want to forget, you know, a grocery item or, you know, an errand I need to run. And I found myself closing my book to get up to go make the list. And I said, Alicia, hold up, right? Like literally conversation with myself. And I said, you have nothing that has to get done today this was to be your day of relaxation. Right? So I'm like, okay, I checked myself, I get back to reading my book. But it's like I didn't get back into that initial state of relaxation, I still felt this urge or this desire, this thought that I needed to be doing something. You know, do you ever notice that in your life that you just with idle time, you can fill it with just bullshit things to do. And before you know it, you've filled a whole day of mindless activities, right? And you wonder why you're exhausted. You're a busy bee around your house. Your mind is pinging and you do it without thought, right? You're actioning every single thing you talk about. Your mind is like um, like spaghetti brain, right? It's just like chaotic. You've got all these little... this competing thoughts just like like twirling around in your head. And it just got me thinking, where does this come from? Why do we really have such a hard time relaxing, right? So like I said, this weekend was my experiment. I relaxed. I think in some ways I did a really good job. I think in some ways, right, it's um, old habits die hard. So it was definitely a little bit of a push pull. But overall, right? I tried to prioritize my relaxation above all else, prioritizing what actually had to be done versus what I thought had to be done. And I don't know if you heard that, but just it's very nuanced. What actually had to be done versus what I thought had to be done. I want to sit with that for a second, because I think a lot of us that have a hard time relaxing put these self-imposed standards and guidelines on ourselves, expecting us to live to some standard that far exceeds perfection. Why do we do that? Right? Why? Where does that come from says who that bullshit is what stands in the way of us relaxing. So I think about it. And I'm like, where does this come from? You know, and it's no doubt in our society, in our culture, we've been raised to think more is more, right? Produce, go, do, achieve, right? Most of us here listening to this have probably achieved great success in our life because of this mentality of go, 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 right? So we certainly can recognize the narrative that plays in our culture around accomplishment, achieving, doing, more, more, more. But when I really took another look at it. What I also noticed was this strong tie of perfectionism, this standard of holding myself to non human, you know, standards, if I'm honest with myself, they're not even coming from me, I think they're coming from what I think I should be doing. And what I'm afraid someone's evaluation of me will be right, that's what what prompts a lot of action in my life historically is this you know seeking of getting it right doing it the right way perfect because we carry this association that perfection then equals acceptance approval and so while right you can be listening to this and think okay you're identifying these concepts of our culture's expectations and then perfectionism And you might think like, yeah, 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 I get it. But no, I really want you to think about it. If you are someone that struggles with relaxing and slowing down, what lies under the surface? Because I think a lot of us are like ducks, right? On the top, on the top of the water, we have have the appearance that we got it all, we got it all put together. But underneath, our legs are spinning and paddling and it's busy, 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 right? Right. And I think it's time that we question it and look to see is there another way. So I wanted to share some things that came up for me that I'm hoping one or two of them will resonate with you. As far as blocks, what's standing in the way of your ability to relax, even if it's time you've designated on the weekend to relax. Lord knows I've even found myself on vacation before. Feeling like I have to be married to some schedule and like constantly going, right? Terrible, terrible. So when I think about what stands in the way of our ability to relax, there's a couple things, right? One thing I think that comes up for a lot of us, in particular, I think women struggle with this. We have this idea that the things that need to be done need to be done by us in order for them to be done right. Right? Okay. Let me give you an example. I will ask my husband for his help. I will say, can you load the dishwasher? He loads the dishwasher. Nice guy. Thank you, Marcus. Thank you for your help. I can come by the next time I need to load something in the dishwasher and I rearrange the way he put the freaking dishes in the dishwasher. Oh my God. Why? Why am I worried? If if the dishes are going to get cleaned, why does it matter the manner in which they're loaded, right? It's this this thought that if I don't do it the right way, it won't get done how it's supposed to. That, right, that is a tie to perfectionism, that fear that if it's not done just so, it's like it, it can't be done at all. So we have these ideas that the things that need to be done need to actually be done by us in order for them to be done correctly. And it's like, we carry this complex that if we don't do it, it won't be done right. So I want you to notice, where does that show up in your life? Where are there things that you are putting on your plate that could actually be done by someone else. So you don't feel this weight of a mounting to do list that has to be done by you. This is kind of a little like sub idea on this theme, when you start looking at your list of things that need to be done, I want you to do an experiment. Okay, so I've already talked to you about let's figure out do you actually have to be the one to do it? Can you maybe ask for some help? But here's something else I want you to do when you start going to a place that you're pinging and thinking of everything that has to be done before you can relax. I want you to look at your list. And I want you to identify something that you're not going to do. You're literally not going to do it on your list. And what I want you to do is then notice what happens, right? Notice what happens when this one little item on your list doesn't get done. What's the outcome? Did shit hit the fan? Did your world fucking fall apart? Or was everything okay? I think a lot of us think that if we don't get everything done, something will fall apart. I think there's some control stuff going on, certainly perfectionism. We need to start being a little easier on ourselves and understanding nothing has to be perfect. Leave something undone, see what happens. I bet your world doesn't fall apart. And I think that the more you do this, you start building the muscle to kind of ease up a little bit on all of the things you think have to be done. Okay. So while I'm also talking about lists and, you know, identifying, does it actually have to be done by you or not? When you're thinking about right, when your mind starts going to a busy place of all the things you have to do, it might be helpful if you write it down What I want you to start doing is looking at those things and actually right, being honest to say, does this really have to be done right now? And right, you're going to find some things that have to be done. If you don't have any food in your house, you're going to need to go to the grocery, but does your dry cleaning really have to happen? Do you really need to go, I don't know, clothes shopping for something that's happening in two months, you know, use your imagination there. But when you're looking at your list, are you placing more urgency on the things that actually have to be done than is necessary? And it goes into what I even said earlier about fact versus fiction. What really has to be done and what are you telling yourself has to be done? And if you're telling yourself that it has to be done, is it true? Right? What's, what's telling you that it has to be done right now? You might be able to identify a story, something kind of playing underneath the surface in your subconscious going on. So looking at this and just being honest, what are things that have to be done? What would be nice if they got to be done? And what can really wait? Start practicing that. Not everything has to be done all at once. We place so much urgency on every little fucking thing in our lives. It's no wonder we are burnt out. We are anxious. We are putting our nervous system in overdrive because we're treating everything as super important. Right? There's a prioritization that needs to start happening that we can identify that not everything has to be done right this second. We live in such a world of access now, now, now. What if it doesn't have to be done right now? So start looking and start being honest with yourself and saying, does this really have to be done right now? The more you can whittle that down, I think you're going to find that you stop treating everything with this sense of it has to be done right now. Which again, moves you a little bit closer to relaxation, right? Because you're telling yourself, you know what, this doesn't have to be done right now. So it allows you to have a little bit of space, breathe, relax a little. So here's something else I want to point out. You know, I think it was really kind of a desired trait at one point to be considered a multitasker. Like this is actually kind of embarrassing to say at one point on my resume, this was like years ago, you know, that top little like after you put your, you know, kind of demographic information, your name, your phone number, your address, there would be like a summary of qualifications or something like that. Can you tell I haven't done a resume in like 100 years, but I remember putting something to the effect that I was like, Uh, driven, you know, professional, blah, 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 something multitasker, like an efficient multitasker. Like, holy shit, go ahead and hire this girl. She's a multitasker. Oh, my God. But I remember in in my career, I remember that being something that was valued by leadership, you know, in companies that I worked for companies I interviewed for, they wanted to know that you had the capacity to get a lot done. I don't want you to be a multitasker. I want you to be a single tasker. I want you to start working on things, one thing at a time. And you might be thinking, okay, Alicia, like what does that have to do with relaxing? It has to do with your thoughts. It has to do with the chatter that's going on in your head. If you can actively start slowing down and working on one thing at a time, you start noticing how you you do things differently. And it's like you don't have the chatter going on. So let me let me break this down for you. There are times that I start working on say I'm writing a work email, and then another email pops up and I jump to that. And then I think, Oh my god, I need to write down I forgot I had this appointment. Let me go write it down on my planner. I'm trying to do many things simultaneously. But all it's doing is creating like a frenetic headspace, right? I'm perpetuating busy because I keep feeding my mind with more things that it needs to try to focus on, We're not designed to be like that. When you start focusing on one thing at a time, you start to notice a little bit of intentionality, you're more clear. And it's hard, right? I still struggle with this. But what I found I've started doing is when I'm working on something, And I notice something pop up into my head, like, oh, shit, you got to do this. I'll often like acknowledge it and be like, okay, yes, I do need to do it. But I complete what I'm working on first. And I will say that it can be helpful if you I'm a big fan of keeping like a little scratch pad near you. Sometimes it's really helpful just to go ahead and jot that thing down. Like what came to mind, go ahead and jot it down. So then you tell your brain, okay, I'm gonna do it. I'm not going to forget, right, you quiet that fear, you finish what you're doing on, and then you simply just look at your list and say, okay, now I can go do that next thing. We've got to start training ourselves to be single taskers, because when we're not, we're feeding the beast that is busy, right? And that is something that stands in the way of your ability to relax, to prioritize, to understand what is really urgent or not, all of these things play into each other and ultimately impact your ability to be able to calm yourself, to be able to slow down, to get yourself closer to presence, being an active participant in the here and now. We've got to start clearing the space in our brains rather than just jacking it up with all of these things we have to do. We just don't have to, right? I think something else that really prevents us from relaxing and this might be right as you think about, you know, projects you're working on, goals you have in your life. I think there's a tendency that we are constantly evaluating ourselves on what's yet to be done, right? The gap between here and the finished product. So it plays into our ability to relax because we're constantly thinking It's like we're dismissing what you've done, right? Like the progress you've made because you're like, okay, well, I did do this, but gosh, I have so much further to go. And when you're focusing on the gap rather than what you've actually accomplished, you're feeding your brain to be constantly thinking about more, more, more. What's the next thing I need to do? So I encourage yourself, the things that are happening in your life, the things you're working on, what can you do to intentionally start acknowledging what you've done, how far you've already come, and know that you will get to that desired end state, if you continue to be a single tasker, presently focusing on the things that you need to do one thing at a time. Let's stop being our own worst critic, and focusing on all the things we're not, and looking at what we are, right? Acknowledge what you're doing and that things take time. It doesn't have to happen overnight. So let's just start doing it one step at a time. And lastly, what I want to tell you is it's okay to not be perfect. I think it's one of the biggest blocks in our ability to relax is that we are in a really big space of comparison. We're fearful of getting behind. We're wondering why we're not there yet we're afraid people will judge us. And not only that, we judge ourselves. I think that we could all afford to be a little kinder to ourselves. And acknowledging that we are human beings, right? Nobody's going to get it right 100% of the time. And that's okay. Sometimes the biggest imperfections are the things that have taught me the most, that have made me more authentic, I believe, when we start sharing like the not so pretty stuff too and acknowledge that like everybody's got it. This, you know, seeking perfection in every area of our life is very toxic, right? I don't want that for you. So, I hope that one of these things gives you, you know, a cause for pause because I believe that when we start working on these areas, we get closer to being that human being, less of the human doing. In those moments, you can slow down and realize that it's okay, the world will not fall apart. If I am not doing 165 things every second of the day, it's going to be okay, I promise, right? So if you are seeking, you want the space to relax in your life, you just want to be able to chill the F out, you want a Saturday morning that doesn't feel like you're a hamster in the wheel and you're just trying to execute a million things to do think about some of these things I've shared with you and I hope that it gets you a step closer to finding a little space in your life and that you can relax so if you're interested in learning more guys connect with me on social I recently announced too I I have to put a plug in I am coaching guys I am back in the one-on-one coaching space all of the things I have learned in putting the pieces back together in my life from my journey with anxiety, I know it stems from operating in a space of overwhelm and burnout for far too long. And guys, I have a sneaking suspicion you can relate to that. So in this three month one on one coaching program, we look at a couple different areas I want to help you learn how to build better habits in your life, right? How to understand what are some of the stories blocking you from prioritizing yourself, right? I think a lot of us have forgotten ourselves along the way. And my coaching program wants to help you remember that, wants to help you start putting you first so you can start experiencing your life differently. I can't wait to tell more as time goes on. If you want to know more, Send me a message, reach out to me at Alicia D. Hopkins on Instagram. I'll have more ways for you. You know, I've got a link I'm working on that you can schedule a call with me. And I just, you know, it's been an interesting several years of my life getting to the headspace where I'm at now. And look, every day isn't perfect. What my goal is in this coaching program is, is to equip you with the tools that help you feel your best so that you've got something you can reach into your pocket when shit hits the fan again, and you know how to come back to putting the things back in your life that help you feel more in control, calm, and like you are experiencing your life, not just existing. So Thank you guys. I love connecting with you on the podcast. I can't wait to connect with you in other ways, coaching, Instagram, all of it. And I can't wait to, gosh, now it's in two weeks, right? We're on the bi-weekly schedule right now. So in two weeks will be your next episode. So in the interim, find me on social, catch up on episodes that maybe you missed. And I am so thankful that you're here. Can't wait to talk with you soon. Bye guys. Thank you so much for listening to the wake up call podcast. If you liked what you heard today, I would love for you to subscribe and leave a review. It takes just a few minutes and does wonders for helping other people find the podcast. If you want to connect outside of the podcast, you can do so by following at Alicia D Hopkins on Instagram. And if you really like the episode you just listened to, do me a favor. Would you screenshot the episode and tag me? I would love to see what's resonating with you. Thank you for joining me today, and I hope today's episode helped you to see that you can wake up to the change that's possible in your life.